0: Chilling Truth. And that's what I decided. I didn't feel I had to face what I had done ever.
1: He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at.
0: Next time you see me. I will It's crazy that you can't keep a girlfriend with that attitude. Keep? Like like I'm trying to? Oh my god. Here we go. Go ahead, let's hear it. What do you got to say? I got are you two. drinking a beer at 9 o'clock in the morning? A tall boy, yes. Oh my god, what is wrong? Who are you? It's Friday. I guess that's technically true, yeah. All right, well... Johnny's drinking a beer at 9 in the morning, that's... You don't have a problem, right? Like, you're good, and like, you don't need yeah. to... Yeah, all right. You don't need yeah. to intervene.
1: No, I mean, here lately, honestly, the, the transition from... Uh, virtual learning to in classroom and i've had my observation i've got a couple classes that i'm taking right now outside of work uh it's there's been a lot of days where i come home and i'll like i'll stop and pick up a couple tall boys nice so i mean any more than that on a weeknight no absolutely not but uh i definitely wasn't doing that before so it has increased to um Most days of the week, I I stop and grab a couple of tall boys and have them on the porch after work. So um, psychologically, there's probably an issue. uh, But (laughs) substance abuse, I think I'm drinking in moderation still.
0: I think I'm okay. Hey man, just take whatever psychological thing you got going on and just push it down. Don't even yeah, just worry about it. It'll it come down. up when you need to deal with it. It'll come uh, up when it needs to be dealt with. Well, that's
1: the problem. I've been doing that for years. That's not new to me. So, hey, has it hurt and, you so far?
0: You're probably good.
1: Well, yeah. Instead of, I mean, I I, I get to the day to day grind, but instead of like venting or talking to someone about it, like I am now, I guess uh, I just go home just and it. I grab a couple yeah. beers and I'm like, I'll just sit by myself and do this instead. I like it. The pinnacle of health. I'm not, well, I'm not miserable, no. Like, you know, you know how much I like isolation anyway. I'm just also, now I'm having a beer during that isolation these days. That's it. Really.
0: So hello, everybody, and welcome to The Chilling Truth. That's Johnny over here talking about his beer, and I'm Corey. And today we're going to be talking about a pretty... I don't think he's very well known. His name is Sean Vincent Gillis. He was a serial killer in uh, my home state, actually, of Louisiana, uh, near Baton Rouge in uh, the, 1990, well, the 1990s. And then it goes back to like the early 90s, like early 90s to like late 90s to like 2000s. And it's around that time. You guys get what you, I think I explained it. Okay, it's because I forgot the dates, and I was scrolling through the outline (laughs) trying to look for the date so I could get the time frame. Yeah, so we're talking about him today, um, and it's fairly interesting. I found him on a Born to Kill episode, which is a good uh, YouTube, uh, I guess it's like a docu-series. It's not like the same subject every time. It's different subjects, or different uh, person, peoples, uh, but it's, it's fairly interesting, so...
1: Well, first off, Sean Vincent Gillis. Uh, well, I would like to start with you know, uh, you know, like like you said, a lot of people don't know about this guy. Uh, but if you Google image him, uh, he first of all stellar mustache. Okay, but oh he, yeah, he
0: has a great stash. But definitely. he
1: doesn't. Um, aside from behavior, before we say anything about behavior. Uh, he look like you're like one of your like one of your uncles, the uncle that doesn't have any kids, but he's a normal guy. He's just kind of a wacky uncle, but he looks like a normal dude. And a lot of his photos, yeah, but he doesn't. I mean, there's look, photos on Google that make look him look like a fucking crazy maniac, but
0: he doesn't look like the uncle that you're like not allowed to be alone with. Like, he no. like, doesn't look like that type of creepy uncle. He just looks like a weird, like, he's just a nerdy no, uncle weirder. that never
1: married, never had kids, but you know, he like. He has, like, really interesting hobbies, like RC planes and, you know, drones and shit. You know,
0: like, he's really good with... That's fucking cool. That's the uncle you want to hang out with at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, he's on computers looking at dead bodies and hacking up women in his kitchen. So, not the fun uncle. Let's go to the beginning of this. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, let's start at the beginning, as as we do with these guys. So, he was born June 4th of
1: 1962, so that would have made him, makes him like 68, 50, 58, 58, uh, yeah, 58, so he, he had a mother, and he had a father, his father's name was Norm, uh, Norman Gillis, and his mother's name was Yvonne Gillis, I don't know if I spelled that right, I don't uh, at, at an early age, uh, it doesn't really say, but it, when he was very young, there was an incident where Norman, his father, held a gun to his head and threatened to kill him and his, his mother. Um, and uh, naturally, this would uh, be extremely traumatic for a child to experience. So, Norman... Yeah, it
0: was a real bad Thanksgiving that year, for sure.
1: Yeah, it was weird. So, uh, uh, Norman, the father, was, uh, as a result, I believe, of that he was sent to a mental hospital. So, yeah, uh, he's
0: fucking losing his goddamn mind.
1: Right. So as you would expect, uh, Sean starts. He, I mean, he's even closer to his mom. Like they, they this is basically a a, a near death experience that they experienced together. Uh, it's his mom. You know, she was probably trying to protect him that night. He just has this close bond with his mom. Um, you know, probably leading up to this. But he and was already after.
0: He was already fairly. He was already fairly close to her uh as a child but obviously this incident would make him I mean he's the only that's the only parent he has now but we see this a lot with like it's I mean to go very dramatic Ed Gein he was obsessed with his mother and I mean obviously Sean Vincent Gillis didn't get to the point that Ed Gein got to but yeah he was extremely close to his mother as a child which is pretty relatively common Uh, And serial killers. And as we'll see, in 1992, when she left to pursue her career, whatever the fuck that means, uh, she didn't share the same sentiment. Same as, let's say, Ed Kemper's mother, who Ed Kemper loved her, but she berated him all the time. And then eventually he was like, fuck
1: this. Right, but this is just the uh, other side of the spectrum. He has a mom here that was there for him every step of the way, probably. Emotionally, whatever. And then when he's fucking... 18 you know like he's grown into this Yeah cuz she man. left
0: in 92 so yeah, he so was and then like he she he just disappeared something It was 18 Yeah but then he took that as like oh mommy doesn't love me anymore no, was, and like dude she's allowed to no, live her own fucking right. life she did her part like shut up you know like he felt abandoned 48. by her and it's like He was nah,
1: 20 Well you know so yeah that that fucking leads pussy. into his his hatred for women. So obviously, uh, and, absolutely. And, and as we get into the murders, you'll notice that all of the women, none of them are young. Uh, they're all middle aged, mostly middle aged. No, I mean, there's all like one or two that types. are in their 30s. But yeah, it was uh, motherly type woman. Yeah, you know, like you said. So uh, moving on from, you know, dad being in the middle hospital, uh, mom disappearing. Uh, you know, Sean felt angry and abandoned. He started banging on a garbage can at night and howling at the moon. So very uh,
0: Ed Gein, which is like just like Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like Ed Gein. Which is, um, I mean, he didn't have a titty vest on, but he was he was getting there. He's ramping up. So there was
1: a the guy uh, by the name Robert Bum. He was a uh, he was Sean's mentor <laughs> in school. And bad last name though. So he says that Sean was. Not very popular. Didn't play any sports. He wasn't athletic, uh, and he wasn't into any extracurricular activities, for that matter. No, 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 no kind of club. He wasn't social, so he wasn't he, he wasn't trying to be a part yeah, of any kind mean, of group. Or he,
0: I <clears throat> definitely feel like he didn't. It, I don't think it's that he didn't want to be social, but given his, it's a skill. Uh, he didn't have the skill. Activity. Yeah, I'm assuming he didn't have the. Even if he wanted to be in a club or with friends, he didn't have the means to do so. No,
1: like they are skills you learn. Which is weird that you you're don't young. hang
0: out with a lot of people. Hmm. No, but
1: um, I taking time
0: bomb over here. Well, I'm
1: constantly teaching social skills to my students, so like I still no, stay. Plus, you 10. have like, friends as well. I well, yeah, no, I have a very small, eclectic group group of, of dudes that I I love to spend my time with, but. Yeah, it's not a daily thing, it's not a weekly thing. So I mean, we might text so each other. So guys out there, just because
0: sure. you don't have any friends does not mean that you're going to be a murderer. It just means that uh maybe you stink. I don't know. Uh, maybe I do. Maybe I started I I, to take I, a bath.
1: I did start using deodorant daily about a year ago.
0: Yeah. Okay, so see what you might be just smell bad. maybe throw some deodorant right. on a little splash a little cologne on there and maybe uh, maybe people will want to be around you again Who right knows? right. So uh, so Robert Baum, his mentor, he also <laughs> he
1: also mentioned that Sean had never spoke of anybody that would be waiting for him at home. He never sp- spoke about loved ones or or relatives or family Quote waiting.
0: Kind. I don't know. He said waiting in a weird way because they're from Louisiana, so I don't know. You know, I like, think he more or, no, or less meant, I, I, like...
1: I feel like kids, yeah, like, at school, like, they've got parents waiting at home, or, like, they, they go out and play, they have kid, They have parents waiting at home for them, and he never had anybody waiting from home. His dad was probably there, but whatever reasons, you know, he wasn't around emotionally, you know, so, and then Mom wasn't there, so I I wouldn't read too much into the waiting because it's in quotes. I think just because Robert says it, it's quoted. But he also mentioned that Sean's, uh, you know, his self-worth was obviously shit, so, um, which is oh, of course, pretty yeah, typical obviously. following traumatic events, you know, in your home. So let's move on to the murders. <clears throat> we know that uh, it's not all his fault. He was dealt a bad <laughs> hand of cards, and, I, you know, there's probably a lot of people that disagree with the way I say that, but I'm not... Downplaying his negative behavior, and he should be, you know, there should be dire consequence. But, uh, dude, he—Are you saying there's no help for the his, boy?
0: Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't
1: say there's no help. I'm saying he had a rough start. Like he just—he had—he he had to do a whole lot more fighting in order to survive and be a civil <clears throat> human being. So, and he just couldn't hack it.
0: But first hey man, murder, I know exactly how that is because you know what? I'm five three, and when you're five three or 54 ish 55 on a good day. There's a lot of things you have to fight for in life. You got to be you got to be extremely funny to hang out with people because nobody wants to hang out with the short guy. To get girlfriends, you got to be especially funny. So, I know. I know he's had struggles. I get it. I'm right there with him. I had struggles as a short man. Yeah, I'm done. Stop looking at me like that. Thank you. Go ahead. I appreciate
1: percentage. it. All right, so first murder. March 20th, 1994. St. James
0: Place, 82-year-old Anne Bryan. 82! Uh, James- Why kill an 82-year-old? It shows he's a fucking pussy. Yeah, it shows he's a fucking weak little man. It's an easy target. It's his first one. He's just He doesn't need something
1: that's going to be too challenging. Yeah. He just wanted to make sure it wasn't too challenging. So St. James Place is a nursing home. So Sean entered through an unlocked door at the nursing home apartment. He found Brian's door slightly ajar so the nurses could come in and out to check on her throughout the night. Oh my
0: God, so sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Brian was brutally murdered. The nurses found her the next morning. Uh, 82.
0: The, The doc didn't go into... The doc didn't go into, like, how she was brutally murdered, but I'm assuming... It wasn't as bad as the later murders because this is—he's dipping his little toe in.
1: I mean, he used a blade a lot, so there's a good chance he probably just stabbed her a few times.
0: Yeah, I don't think he hacked her up and fucking drank her blood or anything. Because it's his first murder. He's We're just getting there. He's just getting a feel for it. So the next murder, Terry Lemoyne. Uh, no, no, no. This is not a murder. It looks like it, but this is a girlfriend. You mean... Meet- he meets a lady friend here.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so Terry Lemoyne. Now, oh, yeah, it's the girl he's dating. Um, so he's he's had his first murder. He meets Terry Lemoyne. Uh, met Gillis through a mutual friend. Uh, one argument: Terry wanted to see if Gillis was a safe, uh, safe kind of guy, so she slapped
0: him. This is psychotic. Honestly, this is crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like a weird test. That I would fail, I feel. So one argument Terry yeah, wanted like, to get, see. I'm
0: getting the fuck out of here. Yeah,
1: wanted to see if Gillis was a safe guy, so she slapped the shit out of him. Gillis stomped On his purpose, foot
0: in an argument. Yeah, yeah,
1: just to see. So Gillis responded by stomping his foot, and then he said in a very childlike voice, "Boys aren't supposed to hit girls, and girls aren't supposed to hit boys." Like he just said it in a really That's juvenile so, way.
0: Yeah. Because just saying boys and girls seems childlike to me for him to say it that way. It's
1: like boys have penises, girls have vaginas. It's like you had to say that whole phrase because you're such a young person.
0: Yeah. Like like, you can't just know girls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Weird. No, it's very strange. So, Gillis tried to also hide his porn addiction from Terry, and Terry claimed uh, that this uh, had a huge impact on the relationship. So, what? how much porn is a porn addiction?
0: I was thinking the same thing. How much is too much? I guess if it's impeding your life.
1: I think everybody watches porn now. Yeah. Makes me nervous. So, as long as it's not getting in the way of my productivity, I don't have a problem. That's what you're telling
0: me? Yeah, I okay, think that's cool. what it is. Same right. with, like drugs like if you can do heroin on the side i'm sure a lot of people would rather do it that way yeah but if it's taking over your life to where you're like not going to work or you're like not leaving the house i guess
1: i can't pay a rent because of all my porn subscriptions yeah well if
0: you're subscribing to porn you're a fucking fool anyway because it's all free (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that is true
1: that is true you can just
0: watch it (laughs) so uh, Terry worked
1: nights, which gave Gillis plenty of time to carry out his dirty deeds. Uh, Terry, Terry <laughs> dirty cr- yeah, she cr- recalls an incident when uh, Gillis picked her up from work one uh, one morning uh, with a really foul odor in the car. Uh, Gillis claimed he hit an animal and she was smelling the blood. I think um, she didn't press press on him, <laughs> uh, uh, press him on it. Uh, she kind of left it alone uh but he later got uh he la- later got into computers and would look up photos of dead and dismembered women so uh there's a good chance that it was a body
0: ladies and men yeah. ladies and men out there if you get into a vehicle and it smells like a corpse or what you think a corpse would smell, it's probably a corpse man and the person's like no i hit a dog on the way they didn't there's a dead body in the car get out of the car and call the police it's never the. It's never an animal. It's always a body. Right. It's always a corpse. So Remember the second that.
1: murder, he's had some time. January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Um. So it's been about five years because his first was. A yeah, 94, the typical wasn't it? first
0: murder. The yeah. high lasts him a lot longer, cooling off period, and then he's you know. He's so back on the old grindstone. Here we go, killing a sex worker, which is, I mean, in my totally un. Yeah. It'd be probably not that hard to kill a sex worker.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, psychologically No 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 I'm not saying like I'm not I mean, No, no, you, you guys have some like, tough sex workers or I could be weak mentally and be like, I can't what halfway through a murder, I'm like, I'm not built for murder.
0: Oh no, once you're halfway, you're good. Once you start stabbing, there's no turning back. You gotta finish it at that point. Yes. Uh so
1: Catherine Hall, sex worker, lured into the car with the promise of purchasing oral sex Attempted to strangle her with a zip tie, uh, and you'll see that this is a pattern.
0: Which is strange. I've never heard of a zip tie being the murder weapon.
1: You haven't? The mob used to do that. They put plastic bags over your heads and put a zip tie around your fucking neck. People do that. I mean, that's a common way to fucking strangle Well, I mean, yeah,
0: but, I mean, as far as all the people we've covered, I've never heard of anybody doing it. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. It's Uh, It's an interesting choice.
1: So, ended up stabbing her and mutilating her corpse instead. Um, so I think the zip tie, the first attempt failed, uh, found her dead under a dead end sign. Uh, so that was, I think he found that comical and puzzling. So sign on, uh, it was a sign on a back Yeah, like he's fucking
0: BTK, man. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was pretty similar. Uh, the body was displayed and it was not hidden at all. Uh, according to reports. So. But I
0: think also the zip tie, him trying to use the zip tie again shows that he's not a strong man because the zip tie, you just put it around and you zip, you push it down and it's, you, there's no more work for you. No, a rope, you got to fucking, yeah, you got to, you got to pull it, you know, you got to like, your, your hands, don't know. you got to squeeze, but I think it was more,
1: thing. I think it was more just control uh, over women because of his hatred for them. And once you cut yeah, off that's the supply, what wanted, but with a, saying- right. But you're using a tool that once it's cinched on and it's cutting off air supply, it, it's going to have to be cut off. Like you're fucked. Like there's, he, that's what I'm he, saying. he needs that, that to do most of the work so that once that that is applied, he can like, you know, fuck with, and and, and him, rape and do whatever he run. wants. Yeah. So he doesn't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, she's going to be going for her neck and trying to get free rather than trying to claw him.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. The zip tie is, I'd say it's the weak man's garrote Because he doesn't, like once you said, once he puts it on, the zip tie does the work.
1: Well, I mean, I think anybody who's willing to mutilate or murder someone is a weak-minded individual, so...
0: Yeah, fuck this guy.
1: I don't know why we, we shouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, he later went on to call his zip ties the objectifier because it turned women into objects for his pleasure. God, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. That's such a stupid. Why are you naming your weapons? It's already called it already has a name. It's a zip tie. You don't need to rename your zip tie.
1: Well, so the this next gap between murders is a lot shorter. It's 4 months uh yeah he's ramping up a bit we're were on murder three gillis started stalking hardy schmidt Uh, he'd seen her jogging around the southern area of uh, what's the area they lived baton rouge baton rouge so uh saw her out hit her with his fucking car knocking her into the ditch (laughs) tied a zip tie around her neck and took her into an isolated area raped murdered her uh dumped her body in a truck And then two days later, he came back and dumped it in a bayou off of Highway 61 at St. James Parish.
0: Um, Ruthless. But it's kind of, it's odd because it is only his third murder, and it seems like... He's kind of trying stuff out because the first woman he didn't, there's no document of him using the zip tie. Then he uses the zip tie for the second one. He's like, oh shit, this really does work, but I need a better way to incapacitate somebody who's not willing to get in my car. So then he rams her with his fucking car and then proceeds to do his regular zip tie rape and murder dump the body bullshit after. Well, so speak, he's, speak he's of figuring regular it out his stuff.
1: Well, figuring it out, being regular, that's all about to change, because his fourth murder is a little different. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. His, his first one, his third—I mean, his fourth one is pretty different.
1: November 12th, 99, uh, Joyce Williams killed her, then took her body to his place. Uh, this is when he engaged in a cannibalism for the first time. Um, I don't know yeah, how much is, he devoured. How much of the body do you think it he devoured? was a calf. He
0: he ate a piece of her calf, yeah.
1: He then took her body and dumped it where it wouldn't be found until the next year, January 2000. Well, yeah, so after the new year. So it was, I mean, it was a good three months before anybody found her body. Uh, Further murders, uh, again, you know, with the the older, middle-aged to older women, uh, Lillian Robinson, she was 52, married in January of 2000. So around the same time they found Joyce Williams' body. Uh Marilyn Nevels, uh, she was 38, murdered in October of 2000. So that was almost a full year between murders. Uh, Johnny May, and we don't know if there were others between those, but these are the, the reported ones. So Johnny May Williams, she was 45, a friend of Gillis, uh, met at work, would sometimes clean his house, um, and uh, murdered her in October of 2003. So that was a three-year gap. So and this he- is...
0: This is extremely rare for serial killers to kill somebody that they actually know, rather than murdering strangers. This it's it's very rare.
1: Well, how well do you know your? But I also
0: wanna, I, I wanna back up and talk about Joyce Williams for a second because the cannibalism, I definitely feel like. If he wouldn't have been caught, he would have just kept going further and further and further with his depravity Oh, it's was definitely escalating engaging in cannibalism. Yeah. On the fourth murder. Yeah. So, so Let's get into his final murder here. I know you're on a time crunch on your end So either. his
1: final murder was February 26, 2004. Um Donna Bennett Johnson or Bennett could be Bennett. Donna Bennett Johnson. I think Johnson. it's Bennett Johnston. Uh, after taking forty-five photos of her corpse, he took her to a second location and dumped her, posed the body like he did with the uh, body on the dead end sign. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then his capture. So he's finally captured. Uh, what year was it? It was two thousand. Yeah,
0: it was two thousand four. Yeah, it was two thousand four. Yeah, it was two thousand four that he was caught. So Tara Martin in kind of a kind of an interesting way.
1: Well, so. Tire marks left by Gillis uh, where Johnson's body was found uh, kind of tipped them off. So police looked into everyone who had bought those tires. Gillis's name came up. Uh, police showed up and took Gillis to the station for questioning. Uh, he did deny all accusations during the interrogation. Uh, they did take a sample of his DNA, though, and it did match uh, the DNA found on the bodies. Uh, police arriving. at his You know his when house. they took
0: that sample, he knew he was fucked. Right then, he was like, oh, shit, I You know what? Like, he
1: probably s- still thought, no, those motherfucking maniacs. Like, oh, yeah, well, his that,
0: arrogance, yeah.
1: You know, like, the guys are like, I'm gonna beat a lie detector test. It's like, all right, dude, well, good luck, but no one ever does it, so... Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> didn't that happen to John Wayne Gacy where he's like, oh, give, me, give me the lie detector, I'll yeah. take it, and then he fucking failed it 100%.
1: Well, even Eric Williams yeah. from Texas, the... Justice of the Peace that murdered yeah, the DA. And failed and, it. Yeah, he like, He was just sitting in court thinking that he was going to beat this. And it's like, dude, you just murdered three people. Two being, like, lawmen. Like, district attorney.
0: Yeah. So The arrogance of serial killers is it's, astounding.
1: It is. So, of course, DNA matches. So they show up at his house. They kick in the door. Uh, throw smoke bombs and rescue us. Uh, and they claim eight victims. He he claimed eight victims, or like they claimed. Yeah, eight victims he claimed in the, home. the
0: police didn't kill eight. Just came in and killed eight people in his home.
1: <laughs> so were they bodies in there, or they caught
0: him and then he he confessed to He eight confessed victims. later on too. Okay, he, yeah, he as we, as you'll see if you watch his confessions, he loves to fucking talk. Very Kemper esque of him.
1: So okay, so then. um he uh he actually laughed when questioned about the body in the car or when he picked up Terry. I guess that came up and uh he just kind of laughed it off.
0: So. Yeah, when the police asked him about it, he he laughed about he's it. He's still incarcerated. Where's me? he at? Cuz he's not dead. Uh I'm not sure exactly where he's at, but he's definitely uh he's still alive.
1: I think he's probably I think he's in a Louisiana prison. But yeah, he's still alive for sure.
0: Hopefully he's in fucking, what's that one prison that's horrible over there? Uh, I have no idea. I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it's like a really horrible prison. I think they only convicted
1: him on, they saved all the other ones for his appeals, but because uh, that's what they do for insurance. But I think they only convicted him on the Joyce Williams murder. He pleaded uh, guilty oh, interesting. to second degree. I didn't degree.
0: look into that. I should have. Yeah.
1: But he's at Louisiana State Penitentiary. Nice. Uh, so if anybody wants to write him a letter, you know.
0: That wraps up Sean Vincent Gillis. This is just a little one-offer here. I thought uh, it'd be interesting to start doing a couple serial killers that uh, aren't super well-known. Kind of knock off the big hitters for a while because those require significantly more research. And um, we want to save those until we can, you know, fully get you guys all the information for them that you need. And these are a a little easier than those are, so... We're not being lazy. We're doing it so that you guys get a better episode. Um, But you can follow me on Instagram at HowTheDad'sChill. You can follow Johnny at Johnny2Jokes. Follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast. We have some stickers if you guys want them. Uh, They are free. All you need to do is DM one of us or both of us and let me know that you want some. Give me your address and I'll send you some. Um, I did send some out to a fan. I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting your name. Yeah, you. we messaged on Instagram, and I keep forgetting your name. You're I'm such really a sorry, piece of But I'll shit. get it, and I'll say it on the next episode. I know. Don't shake your head at me. Don't fucking look at I'm me sh- like I'm going to shake my head at you. Okay. Me. You're better than that. Don't shake your fucking head at me. Unacceptable, huh? Well, here, real quick. I'll look it up right now. I'll look who look up who she is. Ah, okay. Michaela Herrera. Your stickers are on the way, my friend. There you go.
1: Shout out. Shout out. A little shout-out for you. A little shout-out. People like that, I think. I think people like shout-outs.
0: They do like shout-outs. The more people that get stickers, the more shout-outs they will receive. Oh, cool.
1: I like that. So, yeah,
0: thank you guys for listening. Uh, Go leave us a review on iTunes, and we will catch you guys on the Flippity Flip. Later.
1: Later.